tired, I mourn. My heart is heavy from the work it takes to keep on breathing. I've made mistakes. I've let my hope fail. My soul feels crushed by the weight of this world, and I know that you can give me rest. So I cry out with all that I have left. Let me see redemption when. Let me know the struggle ends that you can mend a heart that's free. Maybe that is you this morning. 
If you were to be honest, you're very tired. Hope is failing, your soul is crushed, and you feel this weight of the world, and you've lost your will to fight. And life just won't let up. You're worn. Let's pray. Father in heaven, there are hurting people among us that are desperate to hear from you this morning. They don't have much left. They're tired. Others of us will feel that way by the end of the week. Lord, this world is hard and it's exhausting and we need you. Father, I pray that we would hear from you this morning in your holy word. God, I pray that as we open it up, you would minister so deeply to our souls that we would get away from this peripheral, shallow Christianity and that you would dive deep into our hearts and teach us and grow us and minister to us. Father, we ask that you would do this. We know that you can by your spirit. And so meet with us in this place, your house, we pray in Jesus' name, amen. We live in a world that wears us down at times and tears us apart. Although we put up a good front, don't we? We know how to smile for the camera, so to speak, and pretend we're okay on the outside. Truth is, we're tired. We're emotionally exhausted and physically spent and spiritually depleted and We feel the stress, the stress of work with people and deadlines to meet and and maybe it's chronic illness and health concerns that just will not go away and then something else crops up or maybe it's the relational conflicts within your marriage or within your family or friends or neighbors and maybe it's just the household responsibilities on top of everything else and just trying to balance it all and then add to that the personal struggles of sin and temptation and failure and guilt and shame. Life is very hard at times. And it's easy to feel worn. It's easy to feel weary. So to everyone who is weary here this morning, to anyone who's ever been worn, these words of the Lord Jesus are for you. And they are found in the book of Matthew, Matthew chapter 11. And I invite you to take your Bible if you have one and turn to Matthew chapter 11, verse 28. And follow along as I read Matthew chapter 11, verse 28. The Lord proclaims, Come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. Jesus spoke these words to the worn and weary of his day. Now, there is no outright clear context in which these verses sit. They are given to us. For people in Jesus' day as today were worn and weary. Worn and weary of body and mind and especially soul, physically, emotionally, and spiritually spent. And so he tells us how we can find rest. He points to us the direction we need to go 
in order to find rest. And the first thing he says is this, come to him. He says, come to me. If you want rest, come to me, you will find rest. So the invitation is open, come. You must respond, I must respond. You and I must decide. The decision is laid before us. If we really want to experience rest in this life, he says, come to me and I will give you rest. For some of you here this morning, you need to come to Jesus for the very first time. You've never come to know the Lord as your Savior. Maybe you're religious, but you've never placed your faith in the Lord Jesus. And so you carry this weight of shame and guilt from your sin from years past to this past week. And the Lord knows all of our sin. And he says, if you will but come, I will forgive you. I will cleanse you. I will lift the burden of that shame and that guilt off of you. And so for some of you, you need to come to Jesus for the first time and receive him as your savior. For others here, you need to come back to Jesus all over again. You've already received him as your savior, but you have wandered away into the world. And you haven't been walking with him. You've lived life how you wanted to live life and you realize it's not working real well. And it's been taking its toll. It's been wearing you down. It's been exhausting you. And quite frankly, it's killing you. Because you're not finding rest in the world. And Jesus says, you'll find it with me. So the Lord with open arms says, come back. Rededicate your life to me. Walk with me again. I'll take you back. I'll forgive you. I love you. So for some, it's coming to Jesus for the first time. For others, it's coming back to Jesus all over again. And for some of us, it's the need to spend more time with Jesus. He says, come to me. You're hit or miss. You're really not spending enough time with me. You you spend more time on Facebook and social media and more time on your computer games and, and more time with so many other things. And he says, come to me if you really want rest because you're not gonna find it in all those other things. And we need to spend more time with Jesus. The invitation is open. Softly and tenderly, Jesus is calling. And he's calling for you. And he's calling for me. Come home, come home. You who are weary, come home. Earnestly, tenderly, Jesus is calling. Calling, O sinner, come home. Now, I want you to notice, he says, come to me. This is very important. True rest is in a person, not a place. I'm gonna say it again. True rest is in a person, not a place. He didn't say, come to Wisconsin Dells. He didn't say, come to pure Michigan. He didn't say, come to big sky country, Montana. Oh, I would like to go there though. He says, come to me because rest, true rest, is in a person, not a place. Now, there's nothing wrong with going on vacation. Distance from distractions can be good. Even Jesus would say to his disciples in Mark 6.31, come away by yourselves to a secluded place and rest a while. For There were many people coming and going and they didn't even have time to eat and they, were, they went away in a boat to a secluded place by themselves. So we, we understand there's nothing wrong with vacation. Psalm 23 tells us he makes us lie down in green pastures. He leads us beside quiet waters. Why? Verse three tells us what? He restores my soul. So restoration of the body can play an important part in restoration 
of the soul. But never can we ever substitute our relationship with a resort. Don't try it. Concerning rest in Jesus, W.H. Griffith Thomas put it this way, it will enable the soul to face fearlessly all the emergencies of life. Don't you hate it when all the emergencies of life happen? Because of its possession of a living Savior and friend, and to look forward with confidence to the crown of it all, the eternal rest of the heavenly country hereafter. So he says, come to me. And I want you to understand, when he says come to me, it also means trust me. If you are to find rest, you must live in trust. You must trust him to provide for you and trust his plan for you and trust his purpose in that situation for you and trust his power to see you through. Many of you here are not resting because you're not trusting. You're not resting because you are not trusting. And if you finally learn to trust the Lord, you will be able to rest in him. The invitation is open, and the invitation is open to all. He says, all who are weary and heavy laden, everybody, I can accommodate the masses. There's no waiting in line. There's no taking a number. It's like going to Portillo's, number 127, you know, taste of heaven, it's up, whatever, you know. (laughs) He, He says, hey, you're hungry for rest. Come to me. I can handle you. I can handle all of you, and I can handle you individually. He is good. His relationship with you is refreshing. He knows exactly what you need, and he cares for you individually. He knows your name. He knows the number of hairs on your head. Come to me, all who are weary. And it says here, are weary. That's present tense. It means right now, here today. You who are tired and worn and you're weary. He says, come to me. This week, you are tired and weary and worn. Come to me. Weary carries the idea of utter exhaustion. You're just plain worn out. You're drained. And it can mean physically weary. You're doing too much. You're burning the candle at both ends. You're, you're not getting your rest. There's a reason why the Lord prescribed a day of rest for the week. It can mean physically weary. It can mean emotionally weary. You're carrying turmoil and heartache and you're trying to do it in your own strength. Emotionally weary. Maybe you're consumed with ambition and your own self-preservation and and self-promotion. That's not your job. Jeremiah 45.5, you, are you seeking great things for yourself? Do not seek them. That'll wear you out when all you care about is yourself. Maybe you're weary spiritually. The guilt and the shame of sin has been consuming you and your conscience is under attack. You know, Proverbs 3, 7, and 8 teaches us an important lesson. Do not be wise in your own eyes. That's pride. Fear the Lord and turn away from evil. That's sin. The result, it will be healing to your body and refreshment to your bones. Pride will take a toll on us. Sin will take its toll on us. Don't be wise in your own eyes. Turn away from that evil. Some of you have not been turning away from evil 
and you've been indulging evil. And that's why you're so weary. He says, fear me, walk with me, turn away from evil. It'll heal your body and it'll refresh your bones. Some people are weary spiritually because they're, they're, they're in their own strength trying to please God. They think they can finally gain the favor of God by doing this and going there and doing all of these good works. That was the problem in Jesus' day with the religious legalists and the Pharisees. Matthew 23, 4 tells us they tie up heavy burdens and lay them on men's shoulders, but they themselves are unwilling to move them so much as a finger. Peter would show up at Jerusalem at the council of the church there in Acts 15. And he would say, you're placing upon the neck of the disciples a yoke which neither our fathers nor we have been able to bear. We believe that we are saved through the grace of our Lord Jesus in the same way as they also are. Some of you have never come to faith in Jesus Christ and you think you're going to heaven because you've been trying to gain God's favor. You're not going to heaven because you're gaining God's favor. You only go to heaven because of Jesus and Jesus alone and his work on the cross. That's it. He says, so rest in the work of Jesus and fall on the work and the sacrifice of Jesus. All who are weary and heavy laden. Heavy laden means you're weighed down with many cares and you're carrying these burdens you weren't meant to carry and and your mind is weighed down with worry and anxiety and despair and fear of what's going to happen in the future. And your heart is weighed down with disappointment after disappointment and misunderstandings and frustration. And your conscience is weighed down with guilt and shame and bondage to sin and battling temptation. And you are so weighed down you feel like this poor animal. You you just can't go anywhere. You're just frozen in a spot. And you're trapped. And the Lord says, come to me and I will give you rest. That's a sweet promise, and it's a personal promise. And I want you to understand, he says, I will do this. Don't forget who the I is. The all-powerful, all-knowing, everywhere-present God who became a man to save you. He says, I will do this for you. I have the ability. I can handle this. I can take care of you. Trust me. And I will take care of you individually. I know exactly what you're struggling with. I know you better than yourself. Trust me. David found rest and relief in his Lord. And he encourages us to do the same in Psalm 34, 17 through 19. The righteous cry, and the Lord hears and delivers them out of how many of their troubles? All of their troubles. The Lord is near to the brokenhearted. You need to hear that this morning. The Lord is near to you who are brokenhearted, and he saves those who are crushed in spirit. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers them out of them all. He says, I will give you rest. And I want you to understand, rest is a gift. I'm going to give you rest. In other words, there's no catch, there's no payment, you can't earn God's rest, you can't work for it. It's all a gift of God's grace. My wife gives me the gracious gift of rest every Sunday afternoon after preaching in the morning and ministry, and I'm pretty tired. And she feeds me and puts me to bed. I get a nap. It may be because I'm crabby, but anyway, she gives me rest. It's wonderful to get a good nap in. You feel refreshed. You know what Jesus does? He promises rest. I I believe the Lord gives physical rest to the weary. You find your strength. Isaiah 40, 28 
Do you not know, have you not heard, the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, he does not become weary or tired. His understanding is inscrutable. He gives strength to the weary, and to him who lacks might, he increases power. Though youths grow weary and tired, and vigorous young men stumble badly, say it with me, verse 31. Yet those who wait for the Lord will gain new strength. They will mount up with wings like eagles. They will run and not get tired. They will walk and not become weary. That's God's promise. Jeremiah 31, 25. For I satisfy the weary ones and refresh everyone who languishes. There's physical rest for the weary. I believe there's emotional rest for the weary. Rely on the Lord and find his grace is sufficient. 2 Corinthians 12, 9. He said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for power is perfected in weakness. You who feel weak, listen. Therefore, I'm well content with weaknesses, with insults, with distresses, with persecutions, with difficulties. What have you been facing? Weaknesses, insults, distresses, persecutions, difficulties? For when I am weak, then I am what? Then I'm strong. In your weakest moment, That should be your strongest moment. Why? Because you fully rely on the strength of God because you have no strength. And God says, I will be your strength. 1 Peter 5, 7, cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. There is emotional rest for the weary. There is peace. John 14, 27, peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you, not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, nor let it be fearful. John 16, 33, similar, these things I've spoken to you, so that in me you may have peace. In the world you'll have tribulation. Even in the problems of the world, he says, take courage, I've overcome the world. You can still have peace in the midst of trials. Colossians 3:15. let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, not worry, Not fear, not anxiety, not uncertainty. Let the peace of Christ rule, reign in your heart to which you were indeed called in one body and be thankful. There's physical rest for the weary. There's emotional rest for the weary. There's spiritual rest for the weary. 1 John 1, 9. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and righteous to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. For some of you, you need to confess sin to God. That's why you're weary. This past week has not been a good week. And you haven't spent any time with God sitting down and confessing and asking for God's cleansing. Sin will wear you down. You need to deal with it. Romans 8.1, Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set you free from the law of sin of death. So for some of you, you're carrying this, this weight of guilt and shame from past sin that you've already confessed. And you've got to let go of it. The Lord's already forgiven you of that. The Lord's already saved you from that. That's in the past. Move forward. There's now no condemnation for you. Don't let the enemy accuse you any longer. The Lord took that sin. He's forgiven you. Romans 5.1, therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. We have peace with God now. And that's the peace some of you still need. You can be at peace with God. He died on the cross for your sins. He will save you and he will forgive you. Make peace with God. 
So how do we find rest? Come to him. Trust in him, and you'll find rest. Secondly, take from him. Take from him, and you'll find rest. Well, what am I supposed to take? Verse 29, take my yoke upon you. Well, what is that? Verse 30, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And he says, take. So once again, there is a decision. Not only do you need to decide to come to the Lord, now we need to decide to take that yoke. See, you and I get to determine our own burden and we get to either lighten it or tighten it. You get to decide your own burden to lighten it or tighten it. It's your choice. The Lord's yoke or the world's yoke. You may say, well, what is this yoke? It has nothing to do with eggs. That's yoke with an L. This is Y-O-K-E. What is a yoke? Well, it's made of wood. Here's a picture of it. And it would fit on the head and shoulders of an animal. And they would use that animal in plowing or in pulling. Here's another picture with two of them pulling a cart. I want you to understand what the Lord is teaching here. He's using that yoke as a metaphor. The yoke is a metaphor for submission to God's will, surrender to God's way, and obedience to God's word. He's saying, place yourself, take my yoke. Submit to my will. Surrender to my way. Obey my word. Do you know what he's teaching us? Much of the unrest in our lives is our own doing because we're not submitting to God's will. And we're not surrendering to God's way. And there are areas that we are not in obedience to his word. Take his will, not your own. Take his way, not your own. Take his word, not your own. And I want you to understand something about a yoked animal. A yoked animal was a very productive animal. It wasn't roaming around and getting in trouble. Some of you have not been very productive recently in your life, spiritually speaking. And you've just been roaming around getting in trouble. And no good has come of it. And no wonder you're worn. And no wonder you're weary because you've wandered away from God and you're refusing his yoke. There's areas in your life you are refusing to submit And there's areas in your life you're refusing to once and all for all surrender. And there's areas in his word you know that God's teaching is clear and you are refusing to obey. You cannot have rest then. And you will not have rest until you submit, until you surrender, and until you obey. We learn something about the Lord's yoke. He says, my yoke is easy. You don't have to fear it. My burden is light. It's present tense here. It is light right now, right now, right here. It's light. It's easy. That means it's good and it's comfortable and it's well-fitted and it's tailor-made for your life and your need. There is so much pain and suffering and hurt in our lives that doesn't need to be there at times. We make things so much harder than they need to be. Why? Because we're trying to do things that God never intended us to do. He didn't want you to do that. You chose to do it. And we dig ourselves in a deeper hole by wanting this and coveting that. And God never intended you to have that. 
or go there or do that. You weren't in his yoke. You decided to run off on your own. And, and you decided to rely on your own strength and your own smarts instead of God's. And it's time to finally say, God, I want your yoke in my life. Because when I wander on my own, I mess everything up. And I need to submit to you finally, God, and I need to surrender to you finally, God, and I need to obey your word whether I understand it or not. I'm going to obey your word. And God, I'm going to stop loving myself more than I love you. I'm going to start loving you with all my heart, soul, mind, and strength and follow your clear word. And by the way, 1 John 5.3 tells us this is the love of God, that we keep his commandments. Oh, his commandments are so hard and they're not going to be joyful and it's going to make life miserable. And he tells us, my commandments are not burdensome. Don't fall for the lies of this world. God's word is unreasonable and you don't, shouldn't have to do that. And God tells us his word is not burdensome. Put the yoke on of his word. Surrender, submit, and obey. And let God bring rest to your weary soul. He says, my yoke is easy, my burden is light. Here's a burden I was carrying last year at the Boundary Waters. I was on a trip with my dad and my brother. See that big smile on my face? That's a lie. (laughs) And you do the same thing. It was raining and it was muddy and it was buggy and that thing was heavy and we're portaging over to here and portaging over to there but I can smile really good for the camera, can't I? And you do the same thing. Life is weary and you're tired and someone asks you how you're doing. Oh, I'm doing great. And you put on that big plastic smile. I want you to understand when you yoke yourself to the Savior He labors with you and he labors for you. And when you unite with him and go the same direction with him, it makes all the difference in the world. Your burden is light. How do we find rest? Well, come to him and you'll find rest. Take from him and you'll find rest. Learn from him and you'll find rest. He says in verse 29, learn from me. For I'm gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. You know what I need to be? You know what you need to be? Better learners. He says, learn from me. The word learn is related to the word for disciple. We need to be better disciples. We need to listen up and learn from the Lord. And we need to learn about life and living and what matters most and the eternal over the temporal. And we need to learn the scriptures and the spiritual lessons that God has for us. And some of us, quite honestly, are really slow learners. And we hit our head against brick wall after brick wall after brick wall. And God is saying, when are you going to learn? When are you going to learn? Stop skipping the spiritual classes and start learning the spiritual lessons. There's too many believers that are failing out of the class of faith. And we think, well, it's summertime. I don't need to go to class. Oh, yes, you do. Because the lessons that God has are lessons that are every single day lessons. It's a lifelong process, day in and day out for the rest of our lives. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. And as we learn more about him and we learn more from him, we grow in our trust of him. Learn from him. Now, we need to be better learners and we need to stop blaming the teacher. 
I always find it interesting when you run into a kid who just blames the teacher for all their bad grades. And there are some bad teachers out there. But more than likely, it's a bad student. And God says, don't blame me. He tells us his teaching style. I am gentle and I am humble in heart. See, too many of us, we want to learn from the world. And the world is rough and the world is harsh and the world will chew you up and spit you out and the world will use you and abuse you and blame you. The world is uncaring and the world is cruel. And Jesus says, is that what you want? You want to run to the world? And Jesus says, why don't you run to me? Because I am gentle and I am humble of heart. And you who are believers know that. Your Savior is so gracious and so kind and so patient and so loving. And how many times have we blown it and we've had to go back to God and he accepts us with open arms because he is gentle and he is humble of heart. So, so stop running to the world to learn lessons and start running to your Savior. We see his gentleness in Matthew 8, uh, chapter 8, verse 2. When a leper came to him and bowed before him, and Lord, if you're willing, you can make me clean. And Jesus stretched out his hand and touched him. He's a leper. Jesus didn't have to touch this guy. He's the king of glory. He could have just said the word and the guy would be healed. But Jesus, in his gentleness and in his humility, touched him. I am willing, be cleansed. And immediately his leprosy was cleansed. John chapter 8, verse 3 through 11, the Pharisees, those scribes, bring a woman caught in adultery to the center of the court, ready to throw rocks at this poor woman. What are you going to do, Jesus? He says, he is without sin. Let him be the first to throw a stone at her. And they all began to leave one by one. And he was left alone with the woman. So how does Jesus handle that time? Woman, where are they? Did no one condemn you? She said, no one, Lord. And Jesus, who is gentle who is humble in heart, says, I do not condemn you either. Go. From now on, sin no more. That is our Lord. He is gentle and he is humble. Learn from him. Be a better learner and don't blame the teacher and you will find rest for your soul. He says, you will find rest for your souls. It's his promise. He says, this is a guarantee. This is sure. This is certain. And it's soul rest. It's this deep, abiding, calm, and satisfaction, and replenishing, and peaceful rest. It's a quote from Jeremiah 6.16. The Lord says, Stand by the ways, and he's speaking to Israel, and see and ask for the ancient paths where the good way is, and walk in it. So he says, look for the good way, walk in the good way, and you will find rest for your souls. And look at how they answer. We will not walk in it. You have a choice this morning. You can choose rest or you can choose your own way. You can be like the foolish Israelites and forfeit rest. Or you can be wise and come to Jesus and take from Jesus and learn from Jesus. The decision is yours, and the decision is mine. But I warn you now, if you do not come to Jesus, 
and you do not take from Jesus, and you do not learn from Jesus, there will be no rest. You will continue to be weary, and you will continue to be worn. He offers rest. Come to him, trust, and you will find rest. Take from him, submit, and surrender, and you'll find rest. Learn from him, commit day in and day out, and you will find rest. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for the rest that you offer through your Son and our Savior. God, we want to be wise and not foolish. Help us by your Spirit to come and to take and to learn. Heads are bowed and eyes are closed. Just take a moment right now and talk to the Lord. You who know the Lord is your Savior already. For some, you've wandered away, and today's the day to come back. Recommit your life to him. Ask for his forgiveness. For some of you, you've had sin in your life, and you've been hard-hearted. And you need to confess that sin right now to God. He is gentle. He is humble. And he will forgive you. For others, you need to ask God for wisdom to prioritize your life because you've been doing things that he doesn't want you to do. And it's time to place yourself in his yoke and go where he wants you to go and do what he wants you to do. Surrender to him. Heads are bowed and eyes are closed. You may be here this morning and you have never come to know Jesus as your personal Savior. You've been a religious person. You go to church from time to time. But you know you need forgiveness of sin. And you may say, Scott, that's me. I I want God in my life. I need God. I need forgiveness. What do I do? In the quietness of your heart, I would ask you just to call out in faith to the Lord right now. Just use words like these. Lord Jesus, I am a wicked sinner. And I desperately need forgiveness. God, please save me from all my sin. Please forgive me of all my sin. Thank you for dying on the cross for me. Thank you for loving me that much. I place my faith in you and you alone. I can't save myself. Forgive me, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen.